Everyone knew that whoever let the sadness overtake him would sink into the swamp. Hi! At the same time, elsewhere in Fantasia, a creature of darkness also began his quest. Yo, yo, it's Quasi Joblo. Welcome to Ramboulet Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host. This is the uh, first episode of season two, which is kind of going to be a recap of everything that's gone on from 2020 up until now. And just kind of like just in the world, my life, whatever, I'm going to ramble on. And, uh, and you know, I hope that season, you know, this is season two. I hope, you know, beginning season two, I hope that season one was a, uh, was kind of informative. I wanted the people kind of get to know me in a sense while also getting to know like my interest and people around me. And, you know, I tried to get it off in a way to the really respect COVID and I didn't want to put anybody in danger. So we really went through measures and make sure things were cleaned and wiped off and got with people that were willing to, you know, do things. And, you know, gratefully and appreciatively, nobody got like sick or anything. So, you know, and I end up getting sick from COVID I did. I went. I tracked all over the damn United States. I felt like and didn't get sick until the end of the year. And I mean, well, at the beginning of the first day in 2021, which was crazy. But I really want to. Um, with season two, I kind of want to pick up where I left off and kind of like interview people I know. I know some pretty interesting people. I'm like really proud of the people I know and consider friends and family because. I feel like we're all are like our own characters and we have very interesting lives and interests, you know, are of our own selves. And well, I don't know if I said that right. We just have, we're in, we're all pretty, we have pretty interesting interests. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to pick up with some of that. I'm really going to try to get out there. I can't really get anybody a lot of time to get an interview with me sometime, but I think they go to my web. I think I maybe turn people off when they go to my website and see some of my fashion conceptual stuff. And I don't know, maybe I'm just talking, but I can't get people to really get with me on interviews. But hey, if you ever hear this and you, you're an interesting person, I'll you know we'll see if we can interview you and you know have an interesting conversation. But yeah, so just getting into this episode, uh, I think COVID was, I guess, you know, obviously the biggest you know, topic of like, you know, what we went through, through that whole year. And that's the thing that it affected everybody for better or worse or with everybody. It affected your social life or your money or both or how you had to interact with other people. So it had some effect on everybody on the planet. And, uh, I had never seen anything like that. I know that for me was like, what the, when you seen like the NBA stop, and it's not like saying like the NBA is the biggest deal. You just like, I never seen it ever had to come down to how they had to rearrange how the basketball it was just crazy to seeing certain things for just the very first time even the little things like that but I don't know um for me I thought like it was normal that I guess that you know they say this happens every so often where something like this breaks out and so you know I could understand that it was more like some of the social things between humans that threw me off about everything and certain things just around COVID in general. Cause for me, I felt like there was never really a explanation to what COVID really was. And then 
what it was really doing to us because I was just kind of looking at everything and I seen that, okay, well, you know, some people were, I mean, I've read in there, COVID had people dying of heart attacks. Some people just dropped dead. Some people stopped breathing. Some people had strokes. I heard people went into psychopathic rages. Some I remember reading one where guy he went into a rage and acted like a psychopath and was telling his wife that he was having sex with all these men and excuse me, sorry about that. And he was having like uh, sex with all these men and it was so many interesting things around COVID. So for me, I'm just being just being analytical and I'm just looking every at everything and I'm going. Okay, what could be affecting everybody, but at the same time producing, like, be on a, just a scale of just, it's just so different in the range of, like, what's affecting the people. And I said, well, obviously, I personally thought that COVID was, like, a another frontier of dimension and, like, what, which and they say this stuff came out of a lab. So as soon as they said it came out of a lab, I'm thinking it's got to be some pretty weird shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm thinking like it was a frontier. It wasn't as like you know the flu is considered one dimensional to what I think COVID was because I think COVID was exploiting the pathways of like the brain because the brain has natural ways and just like an automatic way like like that you breathe and that that's just automatic. It has an automatic like mapping system of the body. And, like, you know, that's why people experience phantom limbs. Like, they can feel their arm moving, but they don't even have an arm. It's like, you know, the brain still literally processing it as if the muscles and the bone structures are still there because the brain configures a pretty, you know, large map out of the body. I think, you know, I guess that's what's, you know, and I was into, like, stuff, neuroscience when I was, you know, younger. So I took a lot of classes and all this stuff. So I'm no expert, and people probably could correct me. But it's just, I'm just giving it as what I understood it to be. But um, and this was, like, I feel old, but uh, over 10 years ago that I was reading this stuff. And, I mean, I was reading about the brain when I was in the fourth or fifth grade and everything. So I just always took particularly, you know, interest in it, but... From what I understand, the brain has a pretty interesting way of mapping out your body. And it has a way of just, like, coordinating that until it's, you know, and I'm realizing, you know, it would have to do that to coordinate that throughout the five senses and just creating coordination at all and, you know, in the center concept of it. And so I think that COVID attacked that. The body's mapping system and connection. I think I'm a person who believes that if you have strong links to yourself and your health or your mind, you will lose it. And I think things in life and experiences or events or some people smoke weed for the first time and freak the fuck out and do weird stuff like because that was just maybe tore at the fabric that was already weak. And so I think the brain was and the connectivity to the body was tested by COVID. And and that's not me trying to say, I'm not trying to say any fucking, you know, I'm not trying to get nobody caught or say nothing about nobody. Because when it came out of a lab, I thought it had to be pretty weird what it was. This is nothing regular if it came out of a lab. It's like this had to be something a little different. And I think, you know, that the connectivity of the brain to the body was more being messed with than anything. And so in that, if you had heart problems... And in that your brain knows that and that connectivity of that is already kind of frayed, 
COVID was the thing that was going to come through and just fray it. And so this is just what I don't, you know, I guess I have pretty, I've always been a person that I think for myself. And uh, that's not saying that I'm always right. I don't believe I'm always right. I just believe I see what I see. And so, and that that's just the way I move. And I guess that's why I'm probably kind of like a loner and I don't, you know, be around. I'm not like the so most social person or whatever. And I, I socialize. I'm not like a, I'm not, I think my agoraphobia, what that may be. It's like, it's not anything like that, but. I'm a person who just thinks for myself. I say what I think I see, and if I'm wrong, okay. If I'm right, cool. I don't really ever get stuck on being right or wrong. I just more so am a person that just likes to practice being able to have a straight connection to what I see. And so with COVID, I see that it was something different because what could be affecting, how could everybody get this? And then so many different ranges of things is why people die and all this is like, oh, that's because at the end of the day, it was exploiting the pathways of the mind and the body. And, you know, and for me, I got COVID at the beginning of the year. And I remember um, it, w- it felt more like a mood to me. And I know most people, people have been through worse. So I'm not trying to you know, make it seem like mine can speak for anybody else. I just know as I went through it, I just remember feeling like not that I couldn't do anything. I felt because if I needed to get up, I know I went to Whole Foods a few times to get some things. Uh, when I thought I was, I guess maybe I had had it and was coming down with it. And I ran to the store to get some, um, some stuff. I think like some oranges. And I'm like, no, please don't. I thought maybe I had like a, a cold. I'm like, please don't let it be. So I'm like, all right, no, maybe I'm good. I could go to the store. It wasn't like I just felt terribly weak. I know for me, I felt like I just didn't want to do anything. I'm like, man, I don't want to do anything. And thinking about doing anything was just like a fog. Like, I don't. And I think people, because one thing I see with, and I particularly in America, that people don't really take mental health. They act like it's a cartoon concept, that it can be bended and it could just bounce back. And it's like. The brain, and especially in perception, is a, is a serious concept. And the fact that something is always molding the way your brain is communicating between lobes and forming pathways off of that and real-life physicality happening because of what you experience. And so if people were, are really unhealthy or if they had underlying things, that were kind of frayed within their bodies and that connectivity to their brain and the map out of it. I think it was whatever. I don't even remember what parts of the brain does this and maps out the body, but whatever parts of that. And I think it was exploiting that and um, making people fall victim to what something that of their own bodies and what, you know, which was unfortunate, but the only way that something could affect everybody at once, but it all be different ways. It's the brain's connect. It's the mind. I'm thinking, like what? And like I never felt like everybody really got an explanation to what the hell was going on. I think everybody really genuinely panicked. And um, I know me. I had just come out of a dark place, and some things, especially behind my mother dying, and some things I had going on in my personal life. And when COVID hit. I was so focused. I was like, I'm not stopping. Like, you got me fucked up. Like, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be respectful. And I'm gonna, I don't want to start nothing with nobody. I want everybody deserves to feel safe. But I'm going to do what I got to do. I got it. It was probably one of the more 
fruitful. I learned a lot during COVID about myself and how to handle life and when things come at you and staying focused and my money. I had a money, like my money got messed up. But even in that, somehow I was able to get more like my like my photography equipment. I've been like taking years to like build up and so I can really go out there and perform and do what I want to do with photography. And I got a lot of that done when I was like, what the hell? And how did I do it? I don't even I was so I had to do a lot of work and focus and stay in on my finances and being real strict and stuff. But it taught me a lot. And so. COVID was um, interesting in how it affected everybody. And I know for me, I just never felt like we got a good understanding of what COVID was, why it was the way it was. It was always, it got lost in the chaos of politics. Like who, what is more, I guess, right or, excuse me, or what is more um, safe, whatever, or masks versus no mask. And I'm like, why would, like if our lives are being threatened, how is that even an argument? You know what I'm saying? Like about what's like, yo, why, how does it, you know, I learned like, you know, for me, it made me, I didn't say I like lost faith in humanity because I think humanity is a beautiful concept, but it made me look at humanity like, what the fuck is going on with us, man? Like, I like, are we like, if something is threatening the whole planet, we can't think as one enough. And I'm not talking about everybody have the same opinion, but we can't think as like on, on the, something that can help everybody. We're going to get lost in who's this or that. And I, and I particularly think it's pretty interesting, especially with the vaccination stuff and and people attacking people who, you know, who get, you know, don't get vaccinated people and vice versa. And people even caring or just walking dead up on you being like, have you gotten vaccinated? It's like, geez, Louise. And I think that's so interesting because, you know, I this is on off subject on subject and I hope I don't get so off subject. I don't come back to the original point, but it gets into like I never understand people, you know, because we say this is we rep freedom and the choice to have choice upon choice upon multiplicity of freedom to them with those choices. And then when you use it, it can be used against you to make it seem like you're crazy. Like to get the vaccine or not, I don't have opinion about if you got the vaccine or you didn't. I think you were making choices that were to take care of you or your family. And it's none of my really any of my business. You understand if to like to, to, you know, if you got vaccinated or not. And it's like it's America. Like, I think mostly people perceive in America freedom as advantage. You know, it's like I don't know, because it's like if you were really perceiving freedom, whatever people do, long as it's not bringing like a hundred percent proven damage to anybody, you know what I'm saying? On, on an immediate large basis, I don't think that it's your place to just anyone's place to have opinions about anybody expressing their right to freedom, you know what I'm saying? And and then operating within it. I think you have to be responsible and do the right thing and still respect the other side. You know, I think you always have to do that as well, but I just, because for me, I don't, I'm not getting vaccinated until I have to or until, you know, I travel for my photography. And if that puts me in a situation where I have to do it, I may hold up for me, really, because most people like, you know, black people and the conspiracy. Like, well, it's not really that because I know what my son when he was born and me and his mother had at it pretty bad. And he's 13 now. He's born in 2008. And uh, 
when they were saying that certain things were creating autism or news, stuff like that, it wasn't that I was all taking it up because I wanted him to be vaccinated. I just wanted to be careful, do my research, make sure I've understood, look at what was causing that. And I think it was a new one they were giving him. And I was like, he don't need that one. He can get all these other ones that's been working for the last, you know, decade upon decade upon decades ago. But I'm... No, he doesn't need. It. I think the H1N1 had broke out around then. They were, I think they had spoke about something about trying to do something. But I'm like, no, he good. He's all right. He's good. You know. And I was adamant against that and understanding after really understanding that vaccines do have it. I just never until I had a child understood that vaccinations can have an adverse effects in certain situations. And so, um, so I already was like to be. You know, you must think and wait and see, and you must be careful. So. I'm not using any conspiracy theory. I'm just using what I think I've already understood within myself and uh, which I just don't. I think for me, I'm just going to wait. Okay, well, okay, Ron, why would you wait? Um, Excuse me, let me drink some water. (coughs) But um, I'm not waiting so that any theory of mine can get proven or any, like, you know, any reason or, excuse me, one sec. I don't, I don't have that. And especially as I get older, I don't need to go through all that about who and versus. I like, I felt like that's more high school rivalry, fucking pep rally shit about who's going to get hyped up like i don't really feel like that hey man everybody i don't know your life i don't know what caused you'd have to be the way you are being or so it's like as long as we can be respectful enough if not to be tearing each other's heads off or doing hurt to each other or helping each other hurt anybody around us i don't it's none of my business really and even in that it ain't none of my business maybe get the hell out of here you know and so i uh i just I don't like when COVID first hit, they didn't explain it well enough for me. And uh, like what was going on, they never told why it was doing all this different stuff. Nothing ever seemed balanced. There was never really one stable place to go. It was more about a versus. And I'm like, I'm not that kind of person. That's just not my personality. I'm like, I don't, I rather, I need something logical and steady. So in that sense, I had to form my own logic. I said, well, wear a mask and. And, you know, keep your distance and wash your hands, be real thorough, you know, don't be dirty. And I just followed those guidelines because it wasn't, there was nothing else that was really steady outside of that. And so, you know, COVID came out pretty quick. Nothing really, to me, got really explained. And then it was like six months into that. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have a vaccination. And it's like, what? You haven't even explained to me what the hell like it really is and why it's doing what it's doing i mean what how do you even know to give me something so you know i don't know so like problem solving and which you don't seem to understand the problem so i don't know i for me i was like well if this is going to get out of control if this is going to be what it is then I would like, if they're going to roll it out and I don't have to take it, I would like to see the results. I would like to see the brave people who did decide to go and be brave and see the results. And, and I'm not talking about the results in a couple of weeks. I'm like, if I got, if I can wait two years and this is still a problem and I must get this, then if it really got to the point where we have to get this because this is so bad and it's nothing's helping it and all of that, 
yeah, I'm like, man, I don't want to be no problem or be a problem about anything. So I would try, I would do it. Or if I had to go out the country or if I got an opportunity to go to Japan and I really, you know, I really want to go to Tokyo or, you know, or I mean, just to get into, you know, Canada and, you know, I want to go up certain places there and take pictures. It's like, if I was able to do that, I'd probably be like, damn, you know, after careful thought and, you know, I'd be praying to you know to to source energy i'd be please let this be what is okay for me and then i probably would do it but in the sense of me just being able to express my freedom to not get it and to not be a person that end up looking like a damn roach turned up over one day when somebody come into the house to come check on me like no if i can if i literally have the right american right to wait and let the results come in and let the science work itself out and let's see if nature and like, and I, why wouldn't I use that? I'm not even, it's not my, nobody's wrong. If you get the vaccination, I don't know why you get it. You probably had to do it for your job or your kids or your business or the fact that you just, maybe you have a grandmother that you just really are close to or a family member. It's not my place to have an opinion about that. I just know for me, it's like, that doesn't work for me. So most people know I don't even go around that many people anyway. So it's like, you know. All right, I'm at home. I put on a mask. I try to stay my distance. I respect, and you know, I have you know some family and friends that I see on a regular, and in a sense of not even like every day or week, you just see them every so often. And those are people I'm around. I just don't really break that, so I try to keep that respect for everybody. But I'm like, if I have the American right to wait and see if this is good for my health and everything, especially since I already got it. I don't know what the, it did to my body after that. Then I think it's my right. I'm damn it. I'm going to wait. Like it's not even even. It's not a, a versus anybody. It's not an opinion. It's just an observation that works for where I'm taking my life. And so I don't understand how people are using this. Are you vaccinated or not? Or you know, fighting for either one. It's like, well, are you doing what works for you? Is what really I think. You know, if you had a bunch of people not trying to get vaccinated so they could spread it, yeah, we you you know what. You know, shoot them with the tranquilizers, like in the movies, so you can vaccinate them. They're getting crazy, you know. Well, that's a joke, but, you know, it's like if you had a bunch, like about three million people saying, we're not going to get vaccinated so we can spread this shit. It's like, oh, we might have to get them with the tranquilizers, man. These people are tripping, you know, but I don't think it's that bad. I think it's just up to choice. So I don't know. I just, as I've gotten older, and this is happening in a part of my life where I'll be 36 here in July of, uh, 2021 and uh i'll be 36 so it's like i'm not you know i'm not trying to talk all a little wisdom but i'm like i'm just old enough to kind of like i've changed and enough to be like i don't know you know i'm out with the rallying and you know i'm a lot more just i feel like more settled in how i feel and think and that's not like stubbornness it's just like i feel more confident in what i feel and think instead of it being like oh i don't know maybe i should uh you know it's not no i don't do the jeopardy stuff anymore with my with my internals it's more solid you know more you know and so i don't know there's certain things with covid like that i just didn't understand with people and i didn't understand certain things with uh with george floyd and then you know he got you know, then he's supposed to be getting, you know, Chauvin or I don't, maybe I'm saying his name right. He it's saying like they might charge him with so-and-so or this charge or that charge. And I just don't understand how you just don't charge it. Like you knelt on somebody for 10 minutes almost. 
and uh, he's a grown man. You're a grown man, so you know. I'm thinking if I knelt on somebody for I couldn't have the nerve to choke somebody leaning like that. That hadn't done anything to me at all on any violent level. Sit up there and kneel on them like that, and for 30 seconds. So you gotta have a lot of grit. And I don't. I personally don't think he should have been tried as a police officer. I think he should have been tried as a as a civilian because I know I don't think any cop should do that to anybody. For me, I'm black, so like. I, like what happened to him has always been happening to us. It was, it was some ghastly stuff to have to watch that, and you know, see something that you know, and to be hurt. It hurts me every time for people, black people, go stuff like this. It's like it's not anything new. I think it was new for certain people, and it gave light for certain people to give their opinions or their lifestyles and what they've been through. But it's nothing new. But it was uh, definitely horrific, and it was definitely. Like, that wasn't a, no police officer should do that to anybody, first of all. You know what I'm saying? And then you shouldn't be doing that to black folks because they're black. I don't I don't ever get that with the racism thing. Like, you're just going to get me because I'm black? And then, you know, jumping off onto the racism things with, with white folks getting, you know, black people. It's just, it's a lot of crazy niggas out there. And I ain't saying, like... I'm talking about like how they found that black guy up in Cleveland killing them women and storing bodies. Like, why don't you run up and do up a serial killer or something? Or somebody run around molesting children or, you know what I'm saying, raping people, like on some real life sick shit. Like, why are you just shooting random, just chill at, like, you know, and not saying chill, like maybe they wasn't on some stoked stuff, but I'm, you know, just. There's some people on some crazy stuff, and I don't understand why they. A lot of time, a lot of black people who really wasn't even on some crazy, crazy shit are just getting killed. I don't know. I don't think any cop should kneel on nobody for ten minutes. I don't give a. F- and they handcuffed. You don't kneel on nobody. Don't. And God forbid if it was a dog or a kitten, but you know, don't kneel on nothing. I wouldn't suggest you kneel on a plant for ten minutes without knowing you're gonna fucking that. You kneel on that plant, that thing's gonna be this. Like it's no. I don't know. I don't understand why, like, it's not just he murdered him or whatever. You know, I'm not a lawyer. Like, first-degree murder, if that's it, like, you get the highest form of murder and you shouldn't be cheated. I don't think he should be tried as a cop because that's not what he put that badge down when he when he did that, man, in front of everybody. And there's certain parts of it you can just see him just sitting there like, hey, well, well you know, what am I going to do? And it's just like, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. With the violence towards black people, I don't really get it. Like, there's never in even the origin of story except for white people feeling like they should be like that towards black people at all. But, yeah, race was a thing for, like, a real charged-up thing along with COVID and rioting and and all kinds of stuff. It was real. And uh, I just, I don't know. I felt like humanity didn't seem, they weren't, I think humanity was doing everything but learning. And that was weird to me. Like everybody's doing everything. Everybody had a platform where they could express or make money or hear somebody have them hear their story or embrace them or accept them or make way for them with the law or just with, with I don't know, with money or power. But it's like, did anybody learn anything? Did anybody move? Is anybody a little bit different from that? And I'm not even talking about on some just maybe traumatized or no. I mean, if that happened, yeah, but. I know I just like just looking at all that that was like that was that was a crazy ride man and you know so I don't know I I uh I got some of I don't I, you know I have I'm a person I can keep my opinions to myself and I I'm a person also as well I think is a 
is a fine talent of mine. I can operate outside of my opinion. Everything doesn't, I don't have to always operate my opinion because a lot of time my opinion isn't even necessary for the situation. I can just do what needs to be done or also use my intellectual to just see it for what it is. But, you know, a lot of things with COVID didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things with white people going around still feeling like for some reason niggas must die and they must die crazy. And it's like, I don't really get it, you know, with that. And if you look back in certain parts of history with certain things with, that go on with racism and stuff, and this is not, this is literally history. This is not some shoot back and black power shit. Like the problem in America was never even really black people. It was uh, what, what people consider white trash or poor white people. It was rich, literally a problem and to a problem to where presidents start want considering and at certain points did consider sterilizing the white man because he was producing so much offspring that was not contributing to society and creating a wave of people that were literally bringing it down. And this is not me saying that because I, this is literally what other white people said about other white people. So it, it's not, I'm, I'm just repeating it. So it's like, I don't really ever get the violence where like we, this, these niggas must die. And so like, I don't really get it. You know, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's just maniacal and it just has no logic and it's just, it's just, it's psychopathic, but you know, and it's, and if it, cause if black people was doing this, like, cause I mean, black people do this shit to each other in certain senses, you know? And so I don't think that okays anybody else on the outside, just doing it to random people, even that for no reason. But I think black people really need to stop some of the violence, you know, and knowing cause in the violent, in the hood, you got to move a certain way because certain people are just like, you know, they, they on some, you know, they on some gorilla shit, you know, they want, they want to take, they want to have, they don't, I don't care if it's your woman, if it's your money, if it's whatever, some, so you got to be able, I think in life, you don't deserve to be a victim. You must be able to protect yourself. And I believe that the people that move around and protect themselves, but like just some people just killing for no reason. Cause the nigga looked at you sideways or, I just don't, I don't know, man. I just don't believe that some of the things we do, we need to check ourselves. Like, it's it's psychopathic, man. Like, we need to stop it. Like, you know, it's not, I'm not talking about if you're defending yourself or something, if you're really defending your person and your family and something like that, or, you know, even people who get into gangs or people who run the streets, like, not all of them are because they trying to just go out and just murder people. Some people are just not afraid to murder because, you know, like to, to get to the fact that they need their children to eat or they need. And that doesn't make it right. It just doesn't make them just like not out. Because if they were so much predators, why ain't, why ain't, you know, a bunch of bloods and cribs going out just killing random white people, taking their money and taking their bitches? It's like because it's like it's not really about it's survival. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you put somebody in a survival situation and you say you throw a knife on the ground and tell a, a bunch of black people in the room like to go for it like yeah people are gonna start forming groups on how to survive whoever gets the knife so it's you know i don't know so you know it's just it gets interesting with things and it gets interesting when the race thing just keeps coming up and people keep dying for no reason or because somebody ran like why the hell you got to shoot somebody because they ran like <laughs> Let them go. You'll catch them. Believe me. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you call them back, just wait three weeks. He'll be back there. You know what I'm saying? You're making moves, man. That's probably one of his stops. It's like, why you got to kill somebody? I don't understand over nothing. Like, it's a lot of people out here doing a lot of hurt to people and are monsters on certain levels, man. And like that, like, you know, and I'm not talking about what people say. Yeah, weed dealer. Like, no, I'm not talking about that guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about these people out here molesting the fuck out of children or killing people on 
serial killing levels and beating women for no reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? Roll up on one of them mugs and tune them up and tell them to leave people alone. And, like, if you're going to just do it, like, why are you just killing random kids and stuff? Like, you know, it just, you know, that don't make no sense to me, you know. Like, you know, some guy in Florida, black guy, just went to jail. They gave him manslaughter because some white guy got to throwing racial slurs. Or I don't know if he was white, I shouldn't say, but he wasn't black. And he was throwing racial slurs in the black guy's face. And he was a manager at Dunkin' Donut. And the guy said, don't call me that. Stop calling me that. And the guy kept doing it. Black guy goes over there, punch him in the head. Or punches him and dude hits his head. And he gets manslaughter. And I'm like, you know, and you know. I guess, you know, I'm not a lawyer and, you know, I'm not versed enough to try to argue that in any legal sense. But I'm like, hey, man, like, like, didn't like George Zimmerman, like, walk up on that kid after being told not to? Which in any situation to where anybody is using their common sense, like, you probably scared the shit out of this kid who was not doing anything that he didn't need to do. And he probably began to whip off into your ass. And then you had to pull a gun. You didn't pull a gun because you were... He was a threat to the community. You didn't pull a gun because, you know, whatever. You pulled a gun because you walked up on the wrong person. You got your ass whooped. And the only way to get up out of that one was to fucking shoot this kid. And they handed him his gun back in court and was so understanding of him standing his ground. How come when that guy stands his ground? Because, you know, people just be like, I don't think the law will be using common of sense sometimes to people who run it because it's like, hey, like, you know, for me, that probably would have been me that knocked that dude out. Because, like, for me, if you are already in the mode to start talking slur and you already gassed up to do that and come at me like that, especially after I asked you not to, man, you probably about to pull a gun on me. Or you probably about to do some crazy racist shit towards me or come up in here and shoot. Like, so I don't understand. What they expect people to do that are so berated and like so beat down by something like, man, he probably felt like he had to stand his ground. And I think that was in Florida that that took place. I mean, not in the same place where, you know, anything happened with Trayvon Martin, but I don't know, man. It's just I don't understand it. And uh, I don't think I'm the one that should be arguing and saying that I just from where I'm standing, that don't make no damn sense to me. None of this stuff. And people judging people and i don't know i thought i thought after all of this happened after one thing affected the whole world i thought people would have been you know a little bit kind and kind of came together as one maybe just for a little bit of a corny kind of super huggy kind of second but nah it never happened it's like damn that's rough man and I'm not even saying like on some hug each other and kids. This is like, hey, man, maybe we should just work together and get. And people did do that on a lot of different levels. You know, it's just like overall, it didn't seem it seemed like it just created more reasons to be against somebody that didn't do something else. Or if somebody uses their freedom in a place that's about freedom, something's wrong with them. It's like, it, what's you know, it just made me, I'm, you know, at the age of my life, I'm like, OK, so like what the fuck? Like, so what's freedom? Like, you know, like, what's freedom? Or, like, you know, it's like, or with this COVID, like, what is this shit really doing? You sitting there reading the news that everybody's dying every which way. And it's one thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, sheesh. Oh, my goodness. You know, like, you know, like, people having psych, like, psychological breakdowns. And some people just going into comas or... Some people getting pneumonia or some people just losing their taste. Or some people just said, I just felt a little tired, took a nap, ate some vitamin C, and then it went away. 
I don't know. It's so it's, it's like what in the world? No, that's that's the mind. That's something fucking with the pathways of the mind, and like literally, and and and, and like probably no telling. This shit came out of a lab, man. So it ain't no telling, man. So yeah. Yeah, what else happened twenty twenty? Um, racism, sickness. I'm not a person. I guess I I don't really follow politics, so I guess Trump happened and stuff. Which that you know, that's what that was. That was a what it was, a what it is type situation. But uh. I don't know, I think that's like very much, you know, my personal life. I was just, you know, being in that isolation or I really particularly like, you know, I guess I was breaking all the rules because like when everybody, when it first happened and everybody was indoors scared, I went out and I was like enjoying just driving the streets, how quiet it was and daytime and at night. I was like, this is fucking crazy. This is awesome. It felt very peaceful. I seen when spring came in after all that, you know, they said a lot of the earth kind of was, animals was coming out and doing all kinds of stuff, and the earth kind of seemed to kind of heal for a quick second or maybe something. I just remember seeing the colors come out of the trees so beautifully. I never, like, noticed spring like that. So, you know, I had a lot of personal growth, and being in isolation, that was another thing that how people couldn't handle going home. Were saying like how people took up they took up arms to because they it was their right to go to work it's like man everybody dying or getting sick or they're scared or they're trying to figure things out i think i think you should go home and people really didn't handle that well going home or some people really did handle it really well so that was really interesting as well seeing how like you had to be you know but with yourself or with the ones you thought you loved or you think you loved. So I know for me, I felt like I had, and it's not like me trying, cause it was me looking back on it. So it's not like I'm trying to poke my chest out or nothing and convey a sense of like arrogance, but I feel like I handled COVID like a boss. I was so focused on some things in my personal life and, I like really learned how to enjoy life. I would drive up to Fort Wayne to see my brother, or I would drive up to, uh, I think it's called Marinchi, Michigan, and just to uh, see they got pretty farms and stuff out there and uh, take pictures. And so I would just drive out there and enjoy and clear my head. So I don't, and I had real stuff. It wasn't like, oh, it was just a, you know, you were just lamping, you were just chilling. It was like, nah, I had stuff going on, man. Money problems and, you know, going through stuff with them, or, you know, just myself and my family and all kinds of stuff, man. And, you know, I, but I did learn to deal with myself. I think it did really teach me that to deal with myself and deal with the emotions and the thoughts that I had on a genuine level instead of just patching them up to get on because the world had kind of stopped. And with that, I kind of had to just, I feel like everything with me kind of just like, you know, it's like like a, like a, like a sandcastle building. And, you know, the, the wave just comes and just knock it down. COVID just kind of 
did that. It wasn't even like it did something negative. It just caused everything to stop and start over for me. It was like like almost perfectly timed. And you know, I I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody else couldn't enjoy that time. To just to, even if it, it was just a week for you or just two weeks or some people got a month and got good unemployment or good money to do stuff like I mean, government start doing stimulus checks. Which that was crazy to me. Like the government gonna give us some, they gonna give us some money. That was that was interesting to me. I didn't believe it. I thought like this what they what they want from us. Like what does that mean? That was interesting to me. But I you know the isolation and how people responded to having to be with themselves at the show me like a lot of people really played themselves off on the group and played themselves off on the. Uh, when they're needing to put themselves off, you know, they a lot of people are, excuse me, are like kind of addicted to putting themselves off on other things and other people. And they're like, they, they can't deal with themselves. And that's not making them right or wrong. It's just more like a, man, that's probably why people be so unhappy or why, because we've all been through things and needing people and wanting to go out and be accepted. Or, you know, sometimes things are not that good at your home. And, you know, the outside world sometimes seems friendlier. Then the inside in certain parts with friends you make and stuff, but I don't understand where the world stopped and people was like mad about that. We're like, man, take your ass home, take a few naps, and eat some sandwiches or something. And people were like mad about that. And I was like, man, that's that's that is that is what you consider strange. But I guess, you know, we up to the point now where like where do we go from here with COVID or any of the, you know, with racism, I don't think racism is going to go away until people, not even anybody, I don't even think it's about white people admitting that they were wrong or are wrong or anything. I just think you need to see what is going on, how it's affecting you and other people around you and go, oh, okay. Even if you're still going to make your money, even if you're going to still like do your shit, man, if you don't want black people working for you, then you like it with your white community. Or like, just do that. I like the way the white community feels. And I think, I don't think that's a problem. Like, I just don't think it has a problem with, and if a black person happens to get into that community, be cool with that. Just don't make it about killing and disrespecting and stuff, you know? Like, you know, like people in the hood don't necessarily want to be around some just super white person, but if it, you know, but like, you know, like if it probably happened on some level, it's not like black people going to feel like, I need to kill this motherfucker. Like, you know, it's not, they're probably not going to do that. You know, they probably be like, what the, you know, they may be, everybody's a little thrown by what's different from them, but you know, it doesn't have to come down to violence. It doesn't have to come down to like, I'll oppress your children because you're a Republican white man or you're, or I don't know, you're from the suburbs or like, I don't know. And even the Democrat, I don't know. I'm not even trying to point out Republican people. It's just what people, whoever people argue, there's no reason. I don't think a person, a black person that from the hood would see a white person and want to oppress them or do something to them because they weren't them. It may, they may not want to fuck with you or talk to you. They may not deal with you, but it, that may be because you may be a threat to their their way of life, but it ain't got nothing to do with trying to take over and take your money and fuck up your neighborhoods. And I don't think it would lead to that. So I think racism has to just be something where everybody recognizes and it does take everybody working together. It won't be just like where I don't think just black people should have a say. I don't think just white people should have a say. I think we, you know, with the race thing, people should sit down and they should talk and they should, they should admit the things and they should be able to admit that it should be a risk. I think the one thing that would end racism is genuineness. 
people being just genuine with each other and being able to just be genuine. And I believe that happened for if you can get all the world leaders and all these rich people and if they can just be genuine. Even by we want to make money, we don't give a fuck about no. We want all right. I think that you should have that lane. All right, we gonna that then okay. But I don't think it should come at the price of anybody getting fucked over here. Let's try to see if we can really make it work for you what you want over there, you know, or in this way. So I just think everybody should get a little slice. Maybe some people they worked harder, they deserve a bigger slice. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you a big dog, get your big slice. But I think. We can make a big enough slice for everybody to get a slice. I think that we can do that. I'm a big enough pie where everybody gets a slice. I think we could do that. As far as COVID, I think going into the future, I don't. That's like the biggest mystery. I think everybody's kind of coming out of their fear of it and seeing and accepting that, you know, you either get it or you don't. Or there's some people genuinely still scared and stuff and are really precautious. And I think, you know. However you choose to handle it, I think I think the only thing that's going to make COVID better is everybody accepting that we can we need to handle it all our own different ways. We just need to stick to guidelines of cleanliness and we need to stick to guidelines. If you need to wear a mask or if you need to get vaccinated, you need to do what's best. You need to do what's safe. And if there is a safe measure that you can take, it doesn't have to be like everybody else's doesn't have to be what the group is doing or if the majority is doing. If you are taking precautions to be safe and take care of people and be polite and be clean, I think that's the only thing that can make COVID be live withable. If it, well, you know, because I don't know if it's going away or I don't know what heck, because they never told us, like, is this going to go away or is it just going to be to a point where we can handle it and it won't be such a threat to us? But I think we can get it to a point where it doesn't threaten us. It's like the flu, but it is the frontier of the flu. I think it's COVID with some dimensional shit it had dimensions to it it was a it was it wasn't two-dimensional three-dimensional four-dimensional it was fifth dimension or something and uh it affected a lot of different things and uh i think the only way to deal with that is just follow some guidelines but respect what everybody else is doing and so that way you can just live your own healthy life you don't have to be charged on who's vaccinated or who's masked or who chose this or who chose that? Like that doesn't. This is if like if everybody cares and if it's about everybody's safety, then that's what it's about. And and that doesn't mean it has to be one way. It has to be in a way I think that works for everybody being able to be themselves, but also follow guidelines that work for everybody. You know, just like you know, coughing and covering your mouth. Like most people don't want you coughing around them in general, but it's manageable if you cover your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like it becomes unmanageable as soon as you don't. So. There's a way that people can do what they need to do, you know, but still make sure everybody's straight. And I think that's what that's the only thing that's going to make COVID better. So. So I hope this is just a recap and I hope that everybody just kind of those are just some things that stood out to me. That's not I probably could have went on about other things, but I kind of just hit the big things. And but I really do hope that. Everybody gets with it, and as far as just getting along with each other, and it's not like we gotta hug each other, to get along. Just like respecting the differences between each other, and we get along. And um, I think season two, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's got I try to have some interesting conversations with interesting people, and I'm still, you know, working on getting some more interviews done. And I wanted to kind of change my approach to certain things and learning from season one. I wanted to try to make season two better. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and you know we're gonna catch you guys later. I do less when I stretch before I hit the bar. Pull up, tan crest on the shoulder of the coat of arms. Told you we the best till we good and gone. Yeah, love shared, it was both ours. Say a prayer, light more dark. Blood in the water when I go to wash. Life's sweet when you know the cost. Thousand yards there, I was looking sauce.